Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? Doing great, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the STL. Jameson, very good rabbit. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Good to have you on, sir. Yeah, it's it's good to be on. Suddenly, I feel like I'm doing a lot of podcasting recently. You, and it's uh, it's pretty pod, fun. Podcast whore, you. Absolutely. You got a new gig, son. Why don't you tell the nation about that? I got lots of new gigs, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, one of them is I quickly replaced Movie Mojo Monthly, which is uh, we're rolling credits on that very soon. And uh, I was I wasn't out of a job long. Uh, I'm now the uh, a permanent fixture on the Flix podcast, talking about movies. So full circle. It is where I first. It's funny because it is my very first thing I ever podcasted was talking about the Karate Kid on there uh, all those years ago, and then my first episode as a full-time member was talking about cobra kai on there this week so it, it was very full circle <laughs> <laughs> yeah very good i was very happy with your review i mean obviously i knew where you stood because i mean we did an right. awesome uh, episode about it we still are getting major hits on it so i'm very, very proud of that episode good times but mm-hmm. uh i didn't know where jason stood so i wasn't worried about you i already knew where you stood and uh, I love that your annoyance is still the same thing, which is great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he sent me a he, he sent me a message last week as he was like in the middle of it. He's like, "Dude, this is amazing." I was like, "I know." And then yeah, he did just like me. He watched it a second time. So that's good because he's a tough critic on some of these things. It's he's true. Kind of, Jason's kind of a curmudgeon. <laughs> I'll have to look that up in the dictionary. <laughs> All right, get a dictionary. <laughs> Go get a dictionary. That is so old. I can't remember <laughs> that. Uh, where that? Where'd that even come from? I don't even remember. Was that like where it Rocky started. series? It Go was get a, a dictionary. A long time ago. <laughs> All right, sir. So uh, we're gonna have a fast episode today uh, as we're talking UHF because uh, you know I got some things to say. You got some things to say, but. Real quick, why don't we go ahead and get into some news. One resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that.
All right, sir. So uh, news-wise, kind of follow-up from our last episode. We weren't able to discuss this, but official confirmation. I was, if you listen to my episode on Cobra Kai, I was a day off in my prediction of season two. I said it would be on, uh, I, I forgot the day, but I was one day off to the announcement of season two. I am super pumped for this dude. And I'm just reading stuff left and right. You know, I have to do my Karate Kid post every day. Uh, right. Of course, I've of course go check out our boy, uh, you know, Time Traveling Peter on his yeah. show, TV8 The Brain. He's got amazing episode per episode review, five interviews already. This guy yeah. sucks. I hate him with a passion. Uh, but, I, you know, I love him because I'm jealous. He's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. And uh, I haven't listened to today's episode, my favorite episode, episode nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to hear that. But, yeah, dude, season two, I want Mike Barnes, uh, and I want Daniel and Johnny to take on Mike Barnes and Sensei Kreese. That's what I want for season two, baby. Yeah, sounds good to me. I, I think Mike Barnes is coming back from all the posts I've been, because I've been stalking him like crazy. Uh, I, have a, I have a real good feeling he's coming back. So, thoughts on season two, sir? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, no. They can, they can do so much with it because it was, because the first one was such a hit. I think they're going to be given a lot more leeway with what they want to do with season two. I mean, as far as getting people and and things and, and footage that maybe they couldn't have gotten before, like I think the success of it uh, is going to lead to bigger and better things. I'm I'm stoked. I oh, can't yeah. wait for it. I don't want to wait. I want it to come out next week. I know. Well, you're right because this is a phenomenal hit. Still 100% RT score. Uh, I mean, the respect level and like they said with YouTube, you get your numbers right away. There, it, you get your feedback right away because there's comments for every episode. Right. So they constantly know feedback. You don't have to wait for you know the typical feedback that the studios have to wait for. This is instantaneous, which could be another reason why they went with YouTube Red. But either way, I'm super pumped. Yeah. I just want to congratulate myself for being a day off. So <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. Uh, really, dude, that's the only news I got because everything else sucks. I'm not excited. Oh, the Crow reboot. Thank God that's dead. Let's yeah. pray it stays dead. Mm-hmm. Let's bury it where it belongs. Jason Momoa, I love you even more because of the fact you left. You have my highest respect. So thank God that is dead. So I hope it stays yeah. dead. I hope it stays dead. I do as well. I don't, you're not going to make it better oh, than the original. So bad, dude. We've already had enough crappy attempts of being better. Yeah, it's you know? true. The only good thing to ever come out of it was Stairway to Heaven, Crow series, uh, with Mark, uh, what's his name, uh, that martial artist. He did a really good Eric Draven. That was the only good Crow thing to come out. Uh, part two, three, and four, they all suck. But that show is great. Do. All right, sir. So uh, that's it for news. Let's roll into our review of UHF. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Guns don't kill people. I do. Channel 62 has the lowest ratings in the history of television. What they need is a new station manager. No, not him. Forget it. No way. A man of action. Ah! A man of courage. A man of vision. What's your name? Billy. Billy what? What they get is a man so desperate, he'll put anyone on the air. Hey, Stanley. Yeah, George? How would you like your own TV show? Okay. You get the drink from the fire hose! Okay, you ready? Yeah! Open wide! Ah! He's coming. 
Conan, the librarian. Today, we're teaching poodles how to fly. We beat out the networks. George Newman, he starts where the others stop. We're the number one station in town. Ah! Orion Pictures presents Weird Al Yankovic in UHF, the movie. All right, sir. So uh, I guess uh, I'm going to have you take the lead on this one <laughs> because uh, I watched. OK, so trying to find this movie, uh, it was on demand. I got Comcast. So I was like, oh, OK, cool. I can check it out for free. Or if I remember, it was the last episode. I said UHF was before we did the vote. I was like, UHF is on cable. I should probably tape this. And then UHF won the vote. And I was like, oh, damn. I should you damn I know I was like I I should have uh I should have recorded it but then I was like I was hoping it was still free and I didn't have to rent it or anything and luckily it was still on Comcast and I didn't take any notes so um we've had to do some unfortunately rescheduling so I wanted to watch it again just so I could take some notes but you know I was like oh it didn't happen and the one place that I like to use I can't get access to, and I couldn't watch it at work, uh-huh. so I don't know what's going on there. Uh, so, unfortunately, you obviously know this movie way more than I do. I do, I oh, do yeah. have some notes of some various things, but not too much. Um, okay. I kind of have... Okay, so obviously this falls in the uh, film series we have of classic movies Masoonis hasn't seen, right? I love it. And uh, this was your yeah. idea. Uh, this this won the vote. Uh, I wanted an Arnold movie, but like you said, we did them all. I, there were Arnold movies I was throwing at you, and you're like, dude, we did that. I'm like, no, we didn't. And then you posted me pictures in our text of like, dude, I told you we did this. I'm like, oh, my. There was multiple movies. You're like, what about twins? What about this? What about that? I'm like, they've all been done. How bad is it when you've been podcasting so long you don't even remember the movies you've reviewed? Oh my god. Yeah. I, I was championing this because I love this movie. And uh yeah, when we had the vote up, I was uh I was pushing for it. I was pushing hard for it. So I'm glad I'm glad the STL Nation saw the saw a way to uh, make it happen. Okay, so obviously I have no nostalgia for this. So I mm-hmm. I try to go in this fair, uh as I do with the other ones to be as open minded as possible. Try to put myself yep. in the you know time frame of when it came out, which was nineteen eighty nine. So yes. here's kind of going my going into this. I thought this was like uh, airplane or hot shots. I thought it was a hundred percent spoof movie, and then it wasn't a spoof movie, and then it was actually mm-hmm. a movie uh, that had a lot of funny parts in it. So yeah. this also stars an actor that I absolutely hate with a passion, which is Michael Richards. I can't stand him. I oh, I love Michael I Richards. Never liked this guy. Uh, I will say there are various scenes that. I actually got a chuckle out of from him. I, uh, I still hate this guy. This is the first thing I ever saw him in, long before Seinfeld or anything. <laughs> he was always, every time I'd see him like in, in anything else, I'd be like, there's Stanley Spadelsky. Stanley Spadelsky's in this show now. Isn't that awesome? So Because yeah, that's who he is. Okay, so I like this movie. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I'm kind of like, all right, all right so like things I, I dug. You're so stupid. I love that. That whole section with the like, I so let's let's make a deal. Yeah, l- no, okay. Let me put it this way: I like the movie part of this movie. I found that uh-huh. to be funnier 
than the spoof stuff. And I like mm-hmm. a good spoof movie. I really do, especially if it's smart. And I enjoyed the Ramble because I thought the suit looked fantastic. Spe- right. Even for 1989, it looked great. But I found that the movie portion was funnier. Like, for example, when he's in the restaurant and he takes the mustard and spills it all over the customers, I laughed super hard. The guy that says, you so stupid, the guy that's from 16 Candles and Revenge uh-huh. of the Nerds, I love that guy. I, the spe- my favorite was the box with the fish, and yeah. you chose the box. You so stupid, it's empty. That whole scene made me laugh hysterically. I loved it. Um, now, the guy who throws the dogs out, obviously, yeah. uh, in 2018, since America's turned into a bunch of whiny wussies, we could not have handle a scene like that in a movie today. Uh, but I, I was kind of shocked, honestly, when I saw that, uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I watching here? Uh, I didn't hate that part. I, I, I don't know if I was supposed to laugh or not. Cause I thought it was major animal cruelty, but I, I was realizing, <laughs> okay, this is all for fun. And then I really like the, like Conan, the librarian where he cuts the dude in half. Right. I thought that was great. Um, but I really enjoyed the movie stuff, but the, the, the spoof stuff, I don't know. I'm kind See, of... I like I like how it, it opens with the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, it opens up with you know Weird Al doing the entire Raiders sequence. I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. And it's like it just launches right into 1980s pop culture things, the Close Encounters of the Third Kind stuff with him and the mashed potatoes. And it's just kind of like just banging out a bunch of stupid gags and. The commercials are my favorite thing about this. All the commercials for the shows that are going to be on, the Spatula City commercial and all of these, yeah, all of the different shows that are going to be on, I thought those were pretty hilarious. And even little things like when they show the board of all the shows that, like the time slots that they're putting them in, I will pause it and read all the different shows. And they're just so stupid. I I enjoy that quite a bit. Like for the Michael Richards scenes, like when I, I saw him, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I don't understand the, the character he's supposed to be playing. I'm like, okay, is he supposed to be playing somebody who's handicapped? Is he just supposed to be somebody who's stupid? Is mm-hmm. he just supposed to be somebody who is oblivious to the world? I was confused, but I also dug it when he took a hose and he smashed a kid with it. I thought that was hilarious. Now you get to drink from the hose. Yeah, that oh was my God. great. So good. Uh, I laughed hysterically on that one. I thought that was great. It took me a while to get into this because at first I'm like, okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I get it. Spoof movie. He turns his head all the way and then he gets smashed. And then all of a sudden there's a burger and then he's actually it's a real film. And I'm like, okay, so was that a dream sequence? It took me a little bit to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then when he loses his job and he starts screaming at uh, Victoria Jackson, he bangs his head. I thought that was hilarious. And I really dig the martial arts stuff. And it, it was really funny because it wasn't being like stupid hu- humor. But then when it turns into the spoof stuff, I'm like, it's almost like it's two movies trying to be one and uh, I'm like, I don't know where I, where I feel about this. <laughs> so I don't know. Hey. I, I love this. So I, I saw this. I went to this movie opening weekend back in July of 89. I remember going to this. Um, in fact, uh, on opening night, they handed out um, TV guides. They're UHF guides. Yeah. Uh, that are like little TV guides they handed out to everyone on opening night that had ads for all of the programming that you see in here and interview with uh, – 
with George, uh, all this stuff. It's, it's, I still, I'm, I'm looking at it right now in front of me. I still have it. Um, nice. I, I was and still am a huge fan of Weird Al. Oh, um, yeah. And so that's why my cousin and I were begging to go to this in 89. And, uh, there's so much of this is just uh, iconic humor to me because it's just something I grew up watching all the time. And, um, I, I dig, and part of it is, I mean, what I still do today is I dig the idea of back then you had these UHF stations that you could find when you were on literally on the dial, like flipping through stations and you had a UHF knob on the TV. And a lot of places around the country where I lived, we had it. You could find something way down at the end of the UHF dial. You would find basically what is almost like public access TV. Right. We had one where a guy would show like horrible cheesy movies late at night and you would have these guys just on there doing stupid things and it shows that didn't quite make sense and call in shows, all this stuff. It's still kind of what I do today <laughs> at, <laughs> at our sta- the station that I work at. Like we you can come in and do stuff if you want to do it uh, and it'll get on TV. Um and so I love that the fact that he takes over this tiny radio station, you know, U62 and uh, has to find programming, has to find a way to to just create something interesting to get people talking. And that's why you get that's I mean, really, that's it's the most simple plot. It's right. I, I inherited the station from my uncle. It's about bankrupt. There's the big local affiliate in town that's crushing everyone. I've got to find some interesting things. Let's come up with the most absurd things. And then that will spin off all of these weird gags and little little sketches, basically, that we're doing. And then it ends with, we've got to raise money to save the station. I mean, that, that's the most basic plot. But for me, it's the it's the dumb Weird Al comedy and just kind of the absurd people that he gets in. Like Emo Phillips coming in to show you how to, you know, use uh, a table saw and just, you know, oh. slicing his thumb off. I mean, yeah. it's a basic gag, but I love it. it Emo Phillips, you know, with his home, oh, was my face red. <laughs> I, I love that stuff. That's what I enjoyed the most was the actual story I found it real. I th- I thought it was it really pulled me in. Honestly, that's what I enjoyed. And I think when the outs- I did like the the Beverly Hillbillies music video. I thought yeah. that was cool. I, that I, was I don't especially for its time. I mean, that was off that Dire Straits video, and that took like a third of the budget for this movie to make that to make that music video. Yeah, I, I mean, can imagine that was high tech technology in '89. Well, the budget was five million and only made six. Six million. Yeah. Now, I think Weird Al is a fantastic actor. After this movie, I went and I, I just had to watch a bunch of his music videos and stuff. I've always loved Weird Al. Yeah. I think he's fantastic, and I'm glad that. I mean, it took white and it took up to, it took white and nerdy for him to finally get the, you know, top of the Billboard charts for all these amazing songs he's had. He's never had that one major crazy hit, and it was white and nerdy that ended up being it. Who would have thought? But. I re- I couldn't believe how great of an actor he really is. I thought I was like, man, he really is. He can really kill it in these scenes, you know. Uh, I think that's what throws me off is I really enjoy the story, but when the spoof stuff comes in, I'm like, it takes me out of it. Like he's just running, and all of a sudden he turns into Rambo. I'm just like, that came out of nowhere, you know. Like I could get the beginning where he's dreaming, and then he's cooking. You know, he wants to be like Harrison Ford, but. I think that was the stuff that kind of threw me out. And I, it's like, if well, it, it wasn't is, in there, I would. It, it is all, he's, he's a dreamer. And this, that's what a lot of this is, is he's a daydreamer. 
Yeah. So it's it's a lot like the TV show Dream On, where he's going through real life and he just kind of daydreams about being in movies and TV shows where he's the hero and he gets to do heroic things. And, um, you know, that's just who George is. Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I need to watch it some more. You Keep know, watching um, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the more I watch it, the more I'll enjoy it. I think it was just uh, starting off, it was spoof. And then it went into story. And then when I was starting to get invested in the story, then it started to get crazy again. I'm like, oh, now we're going back to that. It's like I didn't I didn't know if it was balanced right. But I think if I just let it go more and then try it again, I think I'll enjoy it even more. And it's actually talking to you has actually made me like it even more than I where I was at. Because I was at like a C mm. with this. But I'm more at like a B plus now. Get there. Which is... You know, Get which is all good. <laughs> I love I love the villain in this. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is Fletcher as just the quintessential bad guy who's just evil for evil's purpose. Like, wasn't he in uh, Inner Space? Was he? Yeah, he's in Inner Space. He's the douchebag in that movie, yeah, I, and then he yeah he gets he gets shrunk later on with his wife and in the back of the car, and they start to choke yeah, people. He always plays yeah. a great over the top bad guy. Yeah, he's fun. And really, for me, I mean. I, from 89 on like Michael Richards and his physical comedy with those fake teeth of his and const everything is just over the top physical with how he's doing it. it. It gets me every time. I mean, little things like when they have, you know, he makes it big, he gets his own, he gets his own show and he's just out there being kind of a dimwit and everyone's loving it. And they have him do an ad where all he has to do is say, be there. And they're like, you 62 is like, be there. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> just, this <laughs> stupid face makes me laugh. Uh, and the, and the, the scene that I love the most out of this is when he gets kidnapped. The bad guys kidnap him because he is the big ratings buster for U 62. So if we get him and keep him off the air, the channel will go down. So they have him kidnapped and everything from that time when he gets kidnapped, where he's in the back of the car talking about what kind of pizzas he's like, like he's blindfolded and kidnapped, but he's, a, and he's oblivious to it. He's like right. having a conversation. He's playing the guess what color I'm like, I'm thinking of it's an orange, <laughs> you know, he's singing Bonanza and just oblivious to it. And then his blindfold comes off. And of course, what do you do when your blindfold comes off and you're kidnapped? You tell the kidnappers, Hey, my blindfold came off guys. She put it back on and he sees his mop, his precious mop and freaks my mop. Yeah. Like, I love that whole, that whole scene there. And then, you know, of course that leads up to, uh, to the Rambo scene of him getting saved. Of course. Good stuff. Well, so I know this is a comedy and it's not supposed to make logical sense, but I do have one weird question. Okay. Is okay. So he uh George has Stanley. It's like just go out there and do something. He's like, I can do whatever I want. And he goes out there. Cause prior to this, there was no kids. One of the kids spat in his face, which I thought was great. Yeah, Uncle Nutsy's <laughs> uncle Nutsy's clubhouse. Nobody loved it. How is it? He got to be so big because everybody at the bar just, comes Oh, you can't, up and, you can't dwell on that. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like there was a scene missing of like, he made one episode that that everybody talked about, and then everybody it was like big word of mouth, yeah. and it was like I didn't get that. I was like, why is he so big? Because this is his first time on. Nobody knows who he is. Why are all these people? And again, I he mean, is literally a stupid an comedy, overnight but... sensation. That's what he is. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think I I would enjoy it more if it wasn't him. Because considering the fact I hate this guy, but 
I did tolerate him in this, which is a big plus for All me, right. considering I can't stand this guy. And if I can tolerate him, that that's a plus to the movie. So let me just, you know. I love absurd things in this there. movie that you don't pick up on right away. I picked up on, after I don't know how many viewings, was like in the Rambo scene. Um, there's, you know, he's he blows up the one guy with the, the explosive arrow from like a foot and a half away. And he shoots all of the bad guys. And then as he's about to board the helicopter, there's one last bad guy left, right? And right. Weird Al turns and the guy shoots at him and he catches the bullet in his teeth. Except for that bullet still has <laughs> still has the cartridge and everything. Where apparently this gun fires the bullet with the cartridge, the casing, the whole nine. Not just the bullet. Everything goes flying out and Weird Al catches in his teeth. I love that. I'm like, wait a minute. I put, nobody on set was like... Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't fire the cartridge that, that does that doesn't come out of the gun, but he catches it all right. Like little dumb things like that, I just love about this movie. <laughs> Absurd. Well, we do love Dumb and Dumber. This is true, and I guess you have to be a certain you have to have certain taste. I guess you have to be able to give up on certain things. I love too, like towards the end when uh, when there's the big fight going on, the brouhaha is going down, and. You see it. You see a door and a sign on it that says "Supply Closet." So, what is going to come out of the supply closet? Well, a bunch of karate guys yelling "Supplies!" <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that was cool. Um, I like the ending with somehow the person who saves the day is the homeless guy that's been throughout the whole movie. Right. I thought that. I thought that was humorous. Yeah. How he just manages to have the exact dollar amount that they need, uh, which was great. I, I enjoyed that. Right. Um, what's some of your other favorite stuff that you did? Oh man, there's so much. I mean, I, I love a lot of the spoofs. You know, the the bowling for burgers, wheel of fish, all that stuff. Um, the Beverly Hillbilly is great. Oh, I love the uh, the uh, we has Bobble the Clown on, and he's just humiliating Bobble the Clown. You know, look up, look down. Now look at Mr. Frying Pan. And uh, he has Bobo. Oh, yeah. He has Bobo eating dog food. <laughs> you know, just... which, which is his friend playing right. uh, the clown, yep. right? Yeah. And I dig him. He's David uh, Bo. He, was in a, he was in a boy who could fly. He's an Uncle Buck. Uh, I dig this guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember his name. Uh, what's his real name? David Bo. David Bo. Oh, okay. Yep. Not David Bowie. No. David Bowie. No. <laughs> uh, David Bowie. I love that. You know, I even tolerate, they have two actresses in this movie that have the most annoying voices in Hollywood. You have Fran Drescher oh, yeah. and Victoria Jackson, both nails on chalkboards. And uh, yep. I'm still I'm still cool with it. Like Victoria Jackson, you know, she spent a few years, three years, I think, on SNL. And she is among the five people that i hate the most that were ever on snl like she I never served a purpose blah blah she's fine in this right. fran drescher she's fine in this you know i agree i noticed that too i was like really fran drescher when i saw that in the credits i'm like this is not gonna go over well and then i was like huh she wasn't too yeah. bad and then victoria jackson i'm like Ugh. i roll my eyes i'm like huh that actually worked out pretty good they were in it just enough yeah. and and for the right amount of scenes to play, you know, yeah. for the story, I, I thought, yeah, you're right. I have to agree, 100. That should they... that shouldn't have worked with those two. Exactly. You know, uh, I love Gandhi too. 
See, it's the dumbest idea. Like, let's just have Gandhi that too, where great. he's just a total badass. <laughs> like, sure, <laughs> why not? It's so absurd. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's funny. That one was. It's good. funny. You know, I was I was looking at this movie, and it kind of got me thinking too. Um, so this movie was in theaters for two weeks. It comes out July twenty first, nineteen eighty nine. July, uh, the summer of nineteen eighty nine is up there with like one of the greatest periods of movies ever oh yeah so when this movie came out in theaters this is what else was in the theater at that time of course batman had just come out recently uh lethal weapon 2 had come out two weeks before this had been the movie to finally knock batman off the top of the of the rankings uh honey i shrunk the kids kids had just come out so had weakened at bernie's indiana jones and the last crusade ghostbusters 2 when harry met sally dead poet society and the 007 movie license to kill all came out in in the end of june early july <laughs> and then uhf rolls out and just gets decimated just <sighs> that was crowded kid three Karate kid three came out in... turner and hooch came out like it was a big summer like 89 yeah. i'm going through it i'm looking at it and i'm like man 1989 was pretty awesome yeah, Batman 89, that is, I mean, that's the movie that changed my life. Yeah. So um, 89 for me is like the pinnacle of my childhood. I mean, that was like, I had Batman and Karate Kid, the, the first Karate Kid movie I got to see in the theater. Yeah. Or no, it was part, no, I saw part two in the theater. And then I saw part three and I saw Ghostbusters 2 in the theater. Uh, of course, I didn't know anything about Lethal Weapon until I got older. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, 89. Oh, it's pretty great. Man, I mean, Batman. there's so many movies that came out that year that were just phenomenal. It's just, it, what, what is, I mean, Back to the Future 2 came out that year. Just a ton of them. Ton of movies. Christmas Vacation. And a little movie called UHF. Now, why did Where Al not make any more movies after this? Uh, I think because he didn't make any money. And I think, you know, I watched this movie with a commentary one time. It's pretty, it's a pretty funny commentary. Um, because he brings in everybody and he tells you like the address of where every, every scene was shot. He's like, Oh, this was in such and such meat market. And this such and such address in Tulsa, just weird commentary. But, um, he's pretty self-deprecating about how terrible this movie was and how it was just, you know, it was, it was bad the whole way through. And, uh, you know, he didn't make any money for the studio and he much prefers just making music and making short movies. You know, his videos that are always yeah. pretty absurd and pretty brilliant. Um, I think he realized that that's, that was better for his career and for his sanity was to just keep doing that. Yeah, I did read something that, you know, he was actually in a slump for like three years because of the movie. And it actually infected his uh, his prior his next yeah. album. I think I think that's when he did Smells Like Nirvana. Yeah, that um, would be about right. Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, it's, it's, but, I love the fact that I grew up with Weird Al. When I was a kid, I was listening to Yoda and Dare to Be Stupid and, and, you know, like a surgeon, all these great songs of his. I love the fact that, A, my boys love Weird Al. They grew up l- listening to him. They grew up watching this movie. When I was watching this the other day, my 12 year old said, I remember the first time I watched this. And he, he reminded me, he's like, there was a tornado. We were downstairs. You put this movie on to distract me. We were laughing. Uh, we kept rewinding this, the scene of look up, look down, now look at Mr. Frying Pan. Like he watched it <laughs> like six, seven times. It was making him laugh and forget about this tornado. Like That's I love awesome. that all these years later, Weird Al's still putting out albums. His last album was, you know, at the top of the charts, you know, with blurred, the Blurred Lines song and all that. Like I love that he's still around and still getting it done and inspiring 
generations of kids still. It's it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. His talent is unbelievable. I mean, number one, just musically speaking, his the way he's able to imitate the particular artist or mm-hmm. song that he's doing just is crazy. You know, just everything from Backstreet Boys to, you know, Michael Jackson, he's able to just make his voice sound like you're actually listening to the original song. And then you forget that, oh, yeah, this is a spoof right. song. You yeah. know, it's it's amazing, his talent. And I, as far as videos go, I mean, of course, Fat is iconic, yeah. Eat It. But I'll tell you, man, I watch White and Nerdy a It's a lot. good one. I mean, the, the saga continues. So the, the the Star Wars prequel one set to uh, American Pie. I mean, that's an incredible song and video. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Love, me, love me some Weird Al. So I guess wrapping up, um, I did. Okay. So I definitely wish I would have saw this as a kid because I would have ate it up. Like you I think did. you would have. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um. I definitely will revisit this, and I think I'm going to enjoy it more, especially now I know what I'm getting into. And I think if I just let go of the unbalance that I was getting right off the bat, I think I'll enjoy it more. Um, Like I said, I was at like a C watching it when I was over with, and now I'm at like a B plus. All right. You know, which, you know, that's, that's pretty good. I, I honestly could see it get into an a minus with multiple viewings, especially after talking to you about it and stuff on various scenes, because it does have various actors and actresses that I hate with the passion that were tolerable. And that says a lot for a movie to be tolerable, especially when it's just trying to be a crazy comedy and not change the world. And that's actually kind of a, big statement that it can make actors tolerable for somebody who hates them. (laughs) This is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now I I know you, you'd put this to like a plus plus because you know, you love this movie. You grew up with it, which is great. Uh, I'm, I really love the story with your kids though. That's awesome because those, those are the movies you cherish the most are the, are the ones that you, the impact like still to this day, even though it was just recently, I think back to mask and just, Mm the the emotional journey that tabby went through watching it and then being in the car and looking at her face and just tears rolling down and then having a discussion and then her wanting to watch it again and uh and then enjoy it uh and and being like me and saying yeah actually the more i watch it the easier it gets and Mm -hmm. Uh, I just introduced her to the share song, you know, uh, Turn Back Time. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I saw it on the Deadpool 2 soundtrack, <laughs> and I was like, I got to listen to this song. I've heard it forever. I was like, hey, remember Rocky Dennis's mom? You want to hear it? And then she's like, that song's awesome. I'm like, yeah. Did you show her the video? I haven't showed her the video That's yet. That's probably for the best. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I, I, I want her to have Rocky Dennis' mom in her head, not that outfit. Yeah. So let's yeah, keep right. it there. <laughs> not her on the aircraft carrier wearing hardly anything. Exactly. But yeah. th- those movies are the best of when you can just throw them in and you're just like dumb and dumber. You know, I'm like, man, I have so many great memories with that. Yep. So that's what I appreciate the most with this movie is I can see why people love it now because I get the memes all the time. I'm like, I don't get that reference. Sure. I feel, I feel like Captain America, but uh, now I get the <laughs> reference. I got that reference. <laughs> So That's yeah, good. I dug I dug it, um, and I'll I think I'll dig it more uh, as I watch it more. Mm-hmm. So I have no issues in wanting to watch it again. So. Oh, that's good. There you go. Very good. 
All right, sir. So we have no emails because the STL Nation has failed. Bastards. Uh, I, I, it sucks. I, I can't believe this. I I'll mean, shut this like, podcast down one more time. It's like the old days, man. <laughs> I mean, come on. I did five episodes in two months. It's like the old days. It's like number six. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Charlie when you need him? A <laughs> 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 name from the past. <laughs> oh, good times. But... Needless to say, that doesn't stop us from rolling into the music spotlight. All right, sir. I got a good music spotlight for All you. All right. Uh, so you know what my number one song of the year is so far. Do you? Uh, I, 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 I know you posted something about it the other day. Can't, okay. remember, can't think of what it is. Well, you were on the episode when I said it. Oh, ep- oh, that yeah, last episode. <laughs> I'm done so many episodes right now. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> okay. So it was Ledger's. Yes. Um, um, the... Not dead yet. That was the number one, and then her EP released, and then it was the skillet reversal song "Warrior." Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I was, I was like, okay, this is my number one song. And you said yet. this will be my number one song. Correct. Nothing will ever top it. And I said, right. really, nothing. Yep. Right. So I have my number two song of the okay. year. So it's gonna be a really. I'm really excited to see where this goes by the end of the year because mm-hmm. these two are going neck and neck. I love it. So this is the number one rock song on iTunes, and it's the uh, cover song of the Cranberries tune "Zombie." Oh yeah. From uh, I love this. Uh, I love this song, and uh, man, this is great because have you heard the story of this uh, particular you know cover? No, I haven't. Okay, so here is the uh, here's the deal. So uh, it's a call. It's from. Ah, give me a second here. I'm bad. Bad podcasting. All right. Okay. All right. So the, all right. So um, bad wolves. Okay. So bad wolves are the guys who sang this song. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, what happened is, is on January 15th, 2018, uh, Dolores was yeah. going, loved this so much because they created this cover. It was mastered. Everything was good. And they had the, the manager of these guys actually was the manager of the cranberries like 10 years earlier. And he's like, look, I don't know if I want to release this. So if I get approval from Dolores, then I'll do it. So they send it to her and she comes back and says, not only do I love it, but I want to sing on it. And they're like, that's amazing. So they set up this whole schedule of them getting together. And on the, on that day, January 15th, she was supposed to reprise her, uh, Mm -hmm. iconic, you know, vocals on it. And that's when she died, Mm. uh, was the, was, that's why it was like so tragic. So then they shelved the song. Well, then they got together with the family and they all agreed that she loved it and they decided to release the song. And every time you buy the song, all the proceeds go to her three children. That she oh, that's behind. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's the number one song on iTunes rock and it's already gone gold and it's already got the, I think what, 69 million views on YouTube. Uh-huh. 
It's amazing. So I love this song. It's fantastic. I can't get enough of it. And it is my number two song <laughs> of 2018 because it came out on February 22nd. But I've been he- I heard this on rock radio. I was like, whoa, what is that? Because originally they played in Pitch Perfect 3, but who gives a crap? You know, mm-hmm. it, it, they did it real fast and it sucked anyway because it was Ruby Rose that was singing it. Right. But this song is amazing. Have you heard this yet? I have this- actually. It's really funny that how this all comes about. So, um, like two weeks ago, I was doing some prep for my new radio show and we were talking um, about the year 1994. And uh, so I was doing a bunch of prep work. And one of the things that I was going to be talking about was in 1994 was when the, the Woodstock re the Wood, Woodstock 94 happened 25 years after Woodstock. And I remember watching that in 94, I remember paying pay-per-view to watch that. And so I was going through that and like watching videos of a lot of the acts from that, that were on that and cranberries is one of them and at 1994 i was in love with dolores like just yeah. I, I loved her and uh and so i watched a ton of i was watching pretty much their entire show at woodstock which led to me then watching um a bunch of different versions a lot of acoustic versions that they did of zombie because it's such yeah. a great song and i loved it when they did it acoustic more than anything and because it, it showcased her voice so i was literally yeah. sitting here like two weeks ago watching all of these clips and all these clips and all these clips of her and then that's how i stumbled across this version was like the seventh one i watched i was yeah. like oh this is a new one let's click on what this is blah blah and that's how I stumbled across. It. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." I didn't know the story behind it or anything. I was just like, "Oh, it's another band covering this song because it's a great song." You yeah, know, and that kind of seems to be the thing these days. I mean, Weezer just came out today with their cover of "Toto's Africa." Well, if, if you watch the music video, they it's it's really awesome, and they the kind of the girl they have in there kind of does a reminiscent of the old school video. Yeah, so it's very yep. sweet. And I just watched the acoustic version. That's how I got the deeper version of the story. Because when you watch the video, they give you a little thing about how you know she was going to record it on this day right. uh, in her memory. They tell you about the proceeds, but when I watched the acoustic version of this, that's when they got in the deep story about how it was already done. It was mastered. Cause when you listen to it, it was like, well, where would she have fit in? And she already had all of her parts figured out, but they never tell you where she was going to sing at, mm-hmm. but she loved it so much. And her family loved it so much that they, they required them to release it. So that's awesome. And so it's, it's, I love this and you know me, I'm a, I'm a sucker for amazing covers and this is fantastic, and it's great because I showed uh, I let T- Tammy listen to this yesterday, and she's like, I, she's like, I know this song. She's like, Oh, Pitch Perfect three, but she's like, that song. <laughs> she's like, but she's like, this is so awesome. I'm like, I know, right? It's so good. So she's like, we gotta listen to that again. So I must have played it like three times yesterday yeah, while man. we were going out. So love this song. It's fantastic. Bad Wolf Zombie number one rock song. So go on iTunes purchase this baby uh so that way you can help uh have the proceeds go to her three children so there you go um all right sir so you have uh one door closed with movie mojo monthly and you have another door open with flicks so i'm happy for you man i really am because i know you were struggling uh because you and i we do the old school stuff which is that's our thing but you know you also want to do the new stuff right and you finally have somebody who's going to see this new stuff <laughs> because brian was getting to a point where it was just only you seeing the new stuff yeah, so yeah. that's what i dig uh which would be great and then you can finally make dan talk uh oh, because I, J- I finally got him to talk this episode 
I know he talked a lot and he actually had good points. He's like, he's like, screw you. I like this. I went and saw it twice. I was like, yeah, you go. Boy. Yeah, we were, Jason and I were talking and like, Dan was in rare form. I think he's trying to up his game. I love it. Cause I mean, it's better. It's better. Was, yeah. So yeah. Good times. So uh, what's your game plan once a month or have you decided or is it secret what's or that? how's your, you know, your recording schedule with flicks? flicks? How's that going to be? Uh, yeah. It really, I'm, Whenever Jason wants to do a show, I'm in. Like, you know, I'm just I'm the full time co host now. So, um, sweet. Whenever you know, whenever they do it, usually I think it's every other week, give or cool. give or take. Um, so yeah, Jason and I have two podcasts. We it it gets kind of crazy. So when we did that one, we recorded that and real real films back to back, and we don't start until ten o'clock my time. Oh. It gets late, man. It gets late on a work night, <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is. We we make it happen. So. It's it's funny now. Like there was a time when uh, you had shut down. Mojo was kind of in this weird space. Um, like while you had closed down, um, you know, pe- people don't know, but uh, we almost shut Mojo down a few months ago because we were having kind of uh, disagreements with our, our producer, um, and so that was kind of we were wondering what to do with that. And I was feeling like I didn't have a whole lot of outlets. Yeah, to kind of talk. You know. I, I, I got an ego. I like to hear myself on the microphone. <laughs> uh, and so I was, I was like, man, pretty soon. And I was actually thinking like, maybe I'll just stop altogether. You know, if it's going to be kind of scattershot like it is right now. Um, and now, now I'm basically with you back and me on here kind of full time now for the most, you know, more or less. Um, now it's like three podcasts. I also picked up another radio show. So now it's three radio shows and the TV show. It's wow. stupid. It's stupid. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are getting more consistent because before are. it was like I'll see you in seven months, yep, son. Yep. But but now it's like, uh, yeah, we can squeeze in an episode a month. That's not really a problem. Yeah. So yeah. it's more like, can we squeeze two in a month? Right. That's that's our goal. So yeah, it's 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 good because I'm feeling good coming. You know, like like it feels like I'm on a roll again, and I'm enjoying that. And I want to keep that going because I want to see what October looks like for you because that's always the testing ground for you. Oh, when you're like, I'm going to do 17 episodes this month. <laughs> Dude, I looked back when we did Karate Kid that month. Uh, when we did, we did all the Rocky movies yeah. and the Karate Kid that month. Yeah. That was insane. That was the most insane month of STL. You know what's ever. funny is I, re- I remember that vividly because at the time I didn't have internet at my house. I didn't have Wi-Fi at my, at my house. So I would have to go over to my dad's house every time you and I wanted to record and use yeah. use his Wi-Fi. And it felt like there was a lot of times where he would come home from work and I'd be in his basement and it would be like hours. And he'd, like he'd come down like, are you staying for dinner? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. I'm not sure how long I'm going to be here. <laughs> I was like, weren't you just doing this two days ago? Yeah, it sure seems like it. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of movies to cover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> had important things going on here, like Rocky Five. Oh, that was one of my favorites because that one we argued. Yeah. That was that was great. So, um, good times. Uh, I guess the next episode is a vote again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're going to do? I, Cause if we, you, yeah, yeah, if you want. I got some ideas. I'm going to put some ideas I, up there. Okay. I mean, if they can't email in, they can at least vote, right? I mean, come on. And if, yeah, pretty, if we don't get some emails next time, I'm going to start talking about suspending voting privileges. <laughs> We're going to make this into a, a real uh, monarchy here. Yeah, don't make me retire again. We know how long that lasts. Right. 
We need that. We need another four hour retirement episode before you come back in a week. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be sweet. When you shut Let's... down next time, I'm just going to have you play my audio from the last time you shut down. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. That was so. I love Jason's response. Yeah, when he retires again, don't expect me to email it. <laughs> Uh, but I'm hoping to uh, I'm hoping for another seven years. That'd be pretty sweet. My so. God, who knows? I, I think it could happen, man. Who knows? Right. We we got a lot we got a lot of '80s movies still to cover. So what do we it's ever? all good. All right, man. Well, we got uh, we got a roll. I think this is our shortest STL episode ever. So we're busting out new records as we continue to roll in 2018. So it's great. But October, I'm looking forward to because that's also when you and I do our. It's time for five episodes. So oh yes, that's true. That. Yeah, this is our, uh, you know, we got we got a thing rolling. We have to keep it. We got, you know, history. That's right. So we we got to keep that going. We got to think of topics now because October's right around the corner. <laughs> it sure is. So. And uh, hey, what you getting me for my birthday, son? It's Tuesday. It is. So. That's right. I totally spaced that. I'll get you the same thing I always get you. Real Something real Last, nice. You got me an amazing Karate Kid shirt. Did I? Uh, I yeah, I still wear that all the time. Oh you got me the blue Mr. Miyagi oh, Dojo right. shirt. Yeah, I need a Cobra Kai one now. That's that's what I need. I'm thinking so, about you. Don't worry. Yeah. All right. Hook a brother <laughs> <All> up. <right. laughs> oh man. I much props to our new uh our new boy Robert Hughes, man, with his karate kid collection, Night Rider. Amen. I mean, I'm like, where's this guy been, man? It's like you should have been here years ago. Welcome. Like, welcome home, sir. I know, right? Good times. So all right, I'm gonna leave you guys with this amazing cover. It's fantastic. Thank you, sir. I had a much fun reviewing UHF. I can't wait to go check it out again. And uh we'll get together in a couple of weeks and we'll throw a vote out and we'll see what wins. We'll have some arguments on the STL Nation on uh, you know, Arnold movies. Yeah. Uh yeah, make sure we don't review those again. Because like you said, end of days is our only option at this point. Nobody wants it. And, uh, I say Last Action Hero, but you hate that movie, and I want to do some Red Heat, but you hate Belushi, so they, it that, could that be fun. Could, that could be, it could be fun if we do some Red Heat. That's all I'm saying, because I love Red Heat, so and you hate Belushi, but all right, guys, thank you, sir. Uh, I look forward to our next episode together. Yes, so you guys have a good one. Take care. As soon as.
sun.